Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we are studying the Bible. We are studying the Gospel of John. We are in chapter 3. Today is episode 83, and we're looking at John chapter 3, verses 7 through 12. This is a continuing narrative of the interaction between Jesus and Nicodemus. Let's read the passage together. John 3, 7 to 12. Do not be amazed that I told you that you must be born again. The wind blows where it pleases, and you hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can these things be? asked Nicodemus. Are you a teacher of Israel and don't know these things? Jesus replied. Truly I tell you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen, but you do not accept our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you don't believe, how will you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? Well, this is continuing the story of Nicodemus and Jesus. Nicodemus came to Jesus at night. Nicodemus is a Pharisee, a member of the Sanhedrin, one of the religious rulers, one of the Council of Seventy, of the uh, most important people in Israel, teachers, uh, scholars, theologians rulers. And he comes to Jesus at night. Remember, John likes this dual meaning of things. He comes to Jesus at night because he doesn't want anybody to see him talking to Jesus. But he comes to Jesus at night because he is in the dark. So verse 7, Jesus says, do not be amazed that I told you you must be born again. Now what did Jesus actually say to Nicodemus? Back in verse 3, he said, unless someone is born again, He cannot see the kingdom of God. Now Jesus has shifted from third person to just anybody to second person. You must be born again. And that's always important. Uh, Christianity is not a theoretical thing that just applies to someone. It is always, for us, first person. And as we interact with others, second person, it, it is you and me. So, you must be born again. It's not just someone must be born again, but you must be born again. And all these words have meaning. You must be born again. There is no other way to be reconciled with God than this regeneration, this spiritual rebirth through faith in Jesus Christ. It is the only way. So, Jesus is responding to Nicodemus's confusion and says, don't be amazed. Then he goes on to verse 8 and says, the wind blows where it pleases, and you hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Well, the word wind and spirit are the same Greek word, and the same word in Hebrew also. So it could mean wind, it could mean spirit, it could mean breath. I think the, the way the English translator says it's the natural way, because he said if he had said the spirit goes where it, where it pleases, and you hear it, sound, you don't hear the sound of the spirit moving around. So it's it's got to be wind, and then he talks about being born of the spirit. It only makes sense to be born of the spirit, not born of the wind or born of the breath. But it is a play on words, and what he's saying here, you know, it's not get caught up in meteorology. But Jesus is saying, you see, you feel the wind blowing, you hear the wind blowing, but you really 
can't see it. You see its effects. You know it's there, and you see what it's doing, but you don't really know where it's coming from or where it's going to. And it's the same way with everyone born of the Spirit. We see the effects even if you don't understand it. And that's important for those of us who are followers of Christ to remember. Even if somebody doesn't understand Christianity, even if somebody doesn't understand faith, even if somebody doesn't understand anything about God, they can see the actual real effects of someone following Christ. They see the reality of people living out their Christian faith, even if they don't comprehend what faith is all about, even if they know nothing about Christianity, they should see that there's something different in how this person lives. So Jesus gives this nugget to Nicodemus here. You don't understand the when, well, but you know it's happening because you can see the effects. And so it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Remember, he's talking about being born again. So now he's saying born of the Spirit. And he had said that earlier in verse 6. Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh, and whatever is born of the Spirit is spirit. And you will see the effects of someone born of the Spirit. And of course, Nicodemus' response here is, how can these things be? Nicodemus has started out coming in as a very learned teacher of Israel, a theologian, a Pharisee, a man who has devoted his life to studying the things of God and teaching the things of God. And here, Jesus is giving him quite the runaround. Jesus is uh, instructing him, and he's not keeping up. So how can these things be? And then Jesus makes note of this. Are you a teacher of Israel and don't know these things? Jesus replied. He's pointing out that, well, Nicodemus knows some stuff. He doesn't know these things. He doesn't know about the Holy Spirit. He knows what the Old Testament teaches, but he understands the actual practice of faith in Christ. He doesn't know where things are going here. Then Jesus, in verse 11, starts out, Truly I tell you, amen, amen, I say to you. Or as we've said, write this down. This is important. Take close note of what I am about to say. We speak what we know. And we testify to what we have seen, but you do not accept our testimony. Now, everything in this verse is plural, other than I tell you. We speak. Well, who is we? Don't know if Jesus is alone. The storyline seems that it's Jesus and Nicodemus one-on-one. Could there be some of his disciples here? So he's including them as this we? We we don't know. It's, It's hard to say. But Jesus is, is talking about the, the Christian message. The gospel is what he's talking about. And the gospel is something that we carry. So he's including his followers, I think, here. And he says, we speak of what we know. And we testify to what we've seen. But you don't accept our testimony. Here's this concept of testimony that we see so often in John's writings. We testify, the verb form, but you don't expect our testimony the, the noun form. And this is that word martyro, from where we get the uh, word martyr. This is our testimony. In the prologue, he talked about the testimony of John the Baptist. So we are given a testimony here about what we have seen. And this is what we know. 
but you don't accept it. Interesting thing here, the you is shifted to plural. Whereas he's been saying you before, he's talking directly to Nicodemus. You, singular, Nicodemus. But now he's shifting to plural to all of you. Now is he just referring to all of you, the Sanhedrin, the leaders of the Jews, all of you of the Jewish faith, all of you who do not accept my teaching. And probably all of those things are at play here. But we speak of what we know. Jesus is speaking as the expert here. There is nothing that Nicodemus can teach him about anything. Jesus is speaking of what he knows about. And he's including his disciples. We know about this. We know the gospel. But you're not accepting the gospel. Then verse 12 he says, If I told you about earthly things and you don't believe, how will you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? He's continuing the, the plural you here. So I have told you guys about earthly things, and you guys don't believe. How will you guys believe if I tell you guys about heavenly things? So what is the earthly things and the heavenly things? Well, he didn't spell it out exactly, but I think he's talking about simple and complex. Maybe common speak and theological speak. Because Jesus has been using fairly common language here. Uh, he uh, he's saying you got to be born again. Well, that's not complex. It's difficult concept for someone who's never heard of such things. But the words are not complex. He's not using theological words. He's uh, not using words of soteriology and eschatology and things like that. He's, he's you have to be born again, and the way that works is spiritual rebirth, and that's different from physical birth. So, earthly things, I think it means foundational things, basic things. And if you can't accept that, how are you going to accept the really complex stuff? So often, uh, Christians get together and say, we want to study Revelation. When, regretfully, so often, they really aren't firm in the foundations. It's, we want the exciting stuff. We want to cut to the stuff that is really, really, really interesting now, actually, if you study the basic stuff, you find out it's really interesting. But it's the foundations. You have to have the foundations. You have to have basic doctrine. And if you can't accept that, you're not going to be able to deal with the more complex things. Sometimes when you speak with an unbeliever, they want to talk about things like the, the problem of evil. Why does God allow evil in the world? Now, you have to deal with the question, but if you're not able to accept the basics of salvation, you're not going to be able to understand the problem of evil. You're not going to be able to understand things like the Trinity. You're not going to be able to understand things like end times if you can't accept the basics of you're lost under condemnation and need a Savior. And I, I think that's what the point Jesus is making with Nicodemus. You've got to understand your basic condition before God before you can understand the complex things about these uh, complex issues. So for us, you know, the challenge takeaway here is, do we really know the foundations? And we never fully know the foundations, but before we start running off wanting to do an in-depth study of end times, 
make sure you have done an in-depth study of salvation, holy living, daily following Christ, the, the basics that is where we live before we start running into the, those hard-to-understand areas. Jesus said to Nicodemus, if I told you about earthly things you don't believe, how are you going to believe if I tell you about heavenly things? Well, we're going to continue uh, some more with Nicodemus next time. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you then.